413 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And a little CCR. Fortunate son for uh, our next guest, local blogger, city hall watcher, Scott Arisman. Scott, uh, are you a fortunate son? <laughs> yes, sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes not. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny you played that intro song because, you know, saw Fogarty at um, Okaboji there they they have that little concert thing out there on mm-hmm. the on this you've probably been there before and that was right after fogarty won his lawsuit that he could play you know the ccr songs that you know he yeah, wrote right <laughs> and uh the funny part is when he started playing that song there was this mist coming over the over the stage and they had this they have this american flag that comes up from the uh top of the uh stage and it was furling while he started singing Fortunate Son. This lady was in front of me, and she's just scrambling to get her camera because he's standing, you know, front stage. And she's just like, I got to get this picture. Yeah. I, I just kind of started laughing. But. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, he was awesome. I mean, he's just amazing. Well, those songs are amazing. And it was uh, that mm-hmm. lawsuit lasted, uh, I mean, years and time. years and years. I, I can't even tell you how long it was. It was a long time. Yeah, it was kind of a shame because... Yeah, he uh, wrote the song. Yeah, and for a long time, (laughs) in his prime, wasn't able to do some of the, you know, classic American canon of of rock and roll. And one more thing, too. What I found surprising... I've only seen him that one time. And and like I said, he's amazing. He makes his band stand back about 15 feet behind him, and he dims the lights on him so you can barely even see him. It's him and his guitar. In front, yeah, it's that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. And yeah. he's getting up there now. Uh, obviously, had a few hits and everything, but mm-hmm. that that uh, voice is just iconic. Oh, from that from that yeah. era, yeah. And so we'll be listening to some. There may be a couple other CCR oh, tunes yeah. as we yeah. go through. I love all their stuff. The course of the show here, uh, Scott. I asked out what music do you want me to play, and he <laughs> said uh, CCR or uh, a whole bunch of Tom Waits songs. <laughs> I, I don't have access to the Tom Waite catalog you, just it's yet. It's almost, it, yeah, I wondered if you were going to get access because he's just like one of those things where it's hard to get yeah, access. Yeah, exactly. It's you a, never, if you find him in a jukebox, it's like, oh my God, you yeah, found him in right. a jukebox. <laughs> um, you're a longtime fan of Tom Waits, right? Very, and I've never seen him. Um, one of your guests on the show, Hudson, went to see him, oh God, it's probably 15 years ago with uh, local rocker Rich Show. And Hudson was talking to me about it at Ernie's one day, and he's like, yeah, me and Rich are going to go see. And I go, you didn't even ask me if I wanted a ticket. It was at, like, the State Theater in yep. Minneapolis. Yeah. So I've never gotten to see him, and I'm hoping he lives long enough for I live long yeah. enough to see him. Well, uh, Rich Show opened it? I didn't know that. No, no, no. They went to go see the show. Ah, uh, went together. It was at the I State like, Theater. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you're not here to talk about music. No, although no. I, you know it's we could do we could talk about music for an hour. Yeah, know. we could. It wouldn't be a we problem. We might talk about the Foo Fighters later, but yeah, we have that's time. okay. Yeah. Well, you went, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I the, the event. I see. I've been to. I went to the opening Joan Jet thing, mm-hmm. and then I went to the Heart concert for United Way, which was excellent. But it wasn't the whole. They played a long time, and they played all their songs, but it wasn't. It wasn't the whole. Um, uh, light show kind of thing. Yeah. And, and uh, that wasn't me. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, um, so this was my first paid show that I went to. I had great seats. Um, somebody accidentally bought an extra seat that was a single ticket and asked me if I wanted it, and it was right by the stage. But, you know, you and me probably are very similar. I'm not a big going to a big event center to see a show. It's right. nothing against them. I right. Trust me. And the light show was great, and the music was great. The sound in there is way above the arena. I mean, yeah. whatever the yeah. arena was. Yeah. And um, But standing in line for $9 drinks, mm-hmm. waiting to get out of the parking lot, mm-hmm. standing yeah. in line for the bathroom, when I can go to Icon and mm-hmm. pay fifth of what i paid for the ticket to go to the event center mm-hmm. see one of my favorite bands and stand next to the stage yeah you know is right. is awesome yeah yeah you know? it's just a different experience and it's got nothing yeah. to do with the act or the venue no. it's just that really it's the number of people yeah, yeah. and so, that, that was the other thing it was funny i was standing there and um i didn't know the people around me but i i chatted with them before the sh- the, the foo fighters started and stuff well, while they were playing the album version of their song, because that's what they got to do. I mean, they're a touring act. The crowd's all excited and they're singing along, and they're and then once they start jamming or playing solos, the mm-hmm. crowd just went still. They don't know what to do. And it's just like <laughs> if you wanted to hear the album, you could have just stayed at home and listened to it. Yeah, you know? that's right. Well, but it's it's uh it, it's fun if you're into it, and it's an event. It could yeah. be a great time. And I don't. But uh, did you? I heard that Grohl's voice was not great, though. No. And he almost didn't come That's what I heard. He almost canceled the show. It was bad. It didn't sound like him at all. Yeah. It, it probably it is really better for scratchy. him to do the show, even if it wasn't great, mm-hmm. rather than cancel, because people would have mm-hmm. been... That would have been unfortunate. You know? Yeah. And uh, friend Jesse uh, got to meet Taylor and the bass player, I think, at Crosstown Vinyl. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was funny. Or the guitar player, one of the guitar players. I can't remember. I, I, got, I said to Jess, if Dave Growl and Pat Schmier would have been there and you didn't call me, there would have been, there would have been fighting words. <laughs> but he was there. He, he likes to hang out there. He knows Astro owns Crosstown Vinyl. And um, Jesse remembered the guitar player from a punk rock band called Christ on a Crutch. Wow. And he brought he it said, up hey. to him. <laughs> and he said, hey, I saw you in Rapid City when you were in that band, Christ in the Crutch. And the guy just started laughing. He says, oh, my God, that was so long ago, you know, that probably over 20 years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we're here with Scott Arisman, and we have now uh, blown through a whole bunch of time talking about music, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let, let's hit some hot topics. Uh, we'll start with the most recent, and maybe we will have more time to talk about this later. But the big announcement downtown of the parking ramp, multi-use hotel um you know it's a it's a big night it's gonna be a big nice hotel that's a good thing right yes um and i will just say this just like i said the other night at the council meeting i think downtown needs more parking i think downtown needs a new parking ramp i believe that a hundred percent i've talked to joe bachelor from downtown sioux falls i mean he's shown me all kinds of stuff information that says hey we need a new parking ramp Mm -hmm. i believe them um, I believe I'm not real sold on that location, but I'm also kind of okay with it. The problem with this, <laughs> the problem, oh, the problems. Wait, okay. Wait, I was, I didn't know there was going to be a problem. There's a problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> go ahead, Scott. Okay. So there's several, let's go down the list here. Oh my, here we go. Okay. So we're getting, we're paying for 525 parking stall spaces. 
Um, we're actually leasing over 100 of them, so we're down to about, I think, 390 are going to be public parking spot spaces. We are paying $20 million for these parking spots. That comes to um, $40,000 per stall. Industry standard in parking stalls is 25000 a stall. So we're basically paying double for a stall. Then, And that's how they price parking ramps. I know a lot of people go, what are you talking about? And it's like that is how parking ramps yeah, are. It's sort of like square foot stall, it, you know. And 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 the airport proposed. I, I watched a proposal at Democratic Forum on March twenty fourth this year. Dan Letlier from the airport talked about the four story parking ramp they're going to build across from the terminal. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost the same amount twenty. Well, around the same amount twenty two to twenty four million. Mm-hmm. It's going to have eleven hundred uh, uh, spaces, and that's about twenty to twenty two thousand installed. So why is the, and that's apples to apples, man, because they own the land out there. We own the land here. Why are we paying twice as much for a stall than what the airport's going to be paying? And the other thing with that is, you know, my speculation on that, besides being just a regular old $10 million handout, you know, half of that is, you know, we're saying we're paying double, is we are going to be building the uh, foundation and the the build up we got to build up this foundation underneath the hotel so that's why it's costing 40,000 a stall isn't part of this too that building on that spot is going to be difficult because you know what's right below it and that is solid quartz yeah yeah i mean that's that's legitimate that's a legitimate cost why not just tell us that you know this is why we're paying pat star asked darren ketchum about the, the stall. Community, community development director, yeah, community, Darren Ketchum. I'm sorry. Counselor and Pat Starr. Counselor Pat Starr asked Darren Ketchum, why is it so much per stall? And Darren said, well, that doesn't concern me. And it's like, which should be concerning because that's how parking ramps are priced per stall. You know, and so that's a concern. Um, another concern is, okay, they're paying a $1 million 80-year lease. Well, that sounds like a good deal. You know what that comes to per month? Well, sure. A thousand dollars. I understand that, but they're renting city property for a thousand dollars a month. That doesn't seem that unusual, though. I mean, because really? at least I mean, oftentimes they'll they'll do something where it's a buck. You know what I mean? Like you know what it costs for rent to release a retail space. You know, well, sure, re- a retail space. I understand that, but this is a this has public private partnership. It's a multi use facility. It's got it's got multiple purposes. It's got more than just renting retail space on the strip you know what i'm saying what who signs an 80-year lease well i mean (laughs) i mean i just kind of chuckled about that yeah i understand the apocalypse is going to happen before that we all know that (laughs) (laughs) uh i should say i'm going to remind people that earlier in the show i said uh, because we're 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 Things are going so well today that we're going to do a little dry run on uh, on calls. That's cool. So yeah. if, if somebody has a question for Scott, I mean, I don't want people to just call up and scream at you. Because they I can, can do that on my blog. I, and I can do that here. So <laughs> that you don't need to. But if you have a legitimate question for Scott, fire away. You can call 338-KSOO or 338-5766. And uh, Uber producer Dan Peters will uh, answer the phone and chat you up a little bit. And we'll <laughs> see if we can make that work. Um couple little things too is you know they talk about the jobs it'll create um, these are hospitality jobs hospitality <laughs> jobs in this town are the lowest paid jobs they're on, they're on the low end of the wage they're scale. low end everywhere everywhere yeah that's you're right. that's true yeah there's no and, doubt about that and then another one that was just brought up and this is the last part that i have in this unless you have something else 
because you are the host of the show. <laughs> uh, vaguely. <laughs> vaguely. Um, what is the hotel vacancy going to be like downtown? You know, we already have the country and suites. You know we Man. need hotels. You know that. I know, but are we getting going to get people to come downtown to stay? Um, you know, and they're opening that Phillips hotel too. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Next, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Boutique hotel. Yeah. Um, so that was another question somebody asked me. And they said, well, is it going to be a popular hotel? Is it going to be full? You know, having the $20 million uh, 100% cost overrun public parking ramp underneath it probably will help. <laughs> 40,000 40, a stall. I, I hope that your car just kind of floats into the spot and someone's washing your car when you get in there. Um, we are <laughs> going to continue this conversation about parking ramps and other uh, pressing issues facing the city of Sioux Falls here in a moment. We'll come back right after the news with Mr. Dan Peters. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. 434 on the Patrick Lally Show. That, of course, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Green River. That's uh, to bring in our guest, Mr. Scott Arisman, local blogger at SouthDakota.com. You, you, you've been very active lately. Here we go. <laughs> We uh, play an LC. I'd like to get to the, uh, yeah. you know, I like that yeah. song, but uh, it always reminds me of uh, the old Flag with Hank days because Flag with Hank used to cover that tune. They'd come out. I can't remember what tune they'd come out of, but they'd come out of another tune. And Ralph Mills, who was the guitar player at the mm-hmm. time, would go over to the amp and a lot of big, big white noise, you know, get a lot of mm-hmm. reverb going. And then he'd turn around and, and just at the peak of it, You'd hear that. It was it was just always an awesome. Even now, it kind of gives me goosebumps thinking about it. Whew, whew. So I love Green River. Yes. Um, but that's not again not why we're here to talk uh, to Scott Arisman. Uh, it's not a CCR revival. Um, I should mention that we had a call. We had a call. We did. Clearly a plant. Yeah. Clearly a plant by you. It was uh, Bruce Danielson, cameraman, cameraman Bruce, Bruce. Yes. Um, and he wanted to know. How come it is so expensive to build on quartzite? To which I, to my response is, it's very hard. Yes, yes. <laughs> and his, I think his point is, it's it's a good base, and it is, but you got to blow up a bunch of stuff yes. to hook onto it. So, as I understand, that's what they that's what they had to do building the admin building. There was a there was a lot of uh, explosives going on there too. There's always a lot when you build downtown Sioux mm-hmm. Falls because there's quartzite under the whole thing. Yeah. So that's that's the pink quartzite along the river. It's the second hardest material on in the world. Yes. So that is a that's a challenge and it's a legitimate cost, mm-hmm. right? If you're going to have business downtown, you're going to have that. But the the hotel should be paying for that. Well, it's a public private partnership because we want. Well, if it's a partnership, con- then we pay we for need our par- part. They pay for their part. Yeah. Well, right. That's, I think that's what they're deciding. What you're saying is. You don't think the amounts are right? No. It's not the concept. No. It's the amounts. It's not. I'm fine private-public partnership, but I think if it's a $50 million project, they should be paying forty, and we should be paying ten, and paying that 25000 range per stall. Yeah. 
Well, I you could That's probably and then I you think could maybe we're giving them ten little, million dollars technically is how I'm looking at it. And it's now the other part of that is do you agree with this part? It's not direct taxpayer money because it's being paid for by a bond that is funded by the fees on the parking lot. Now this is a long standing argument and I, I this is what I always say to people. I don't know if I'm right or if you're right, but I this is my argument on that. Pat Starr, Councilor Pat Starr said it best the other day. Doesn't matter if it's coming out of my left pocket or if it's coming out of my right pocket. If you're paying user fees, whether that's parking, water, sewer, yeah. that's a tax. And when you're giving money to a government entity, no, well, because you can choose not tax. to park in the ramp. But you're giving money to you a can't government. choose to have sewer or not. When you're giving money, this is like I said, you don't yep. have to agree with I understand. me. When you're giving money to a government entity. Mm-hmm. That's a tax okay. because they're not taking the money or they're not supposed to be taking the money right. and turning it into a profit or a business or a business model of any kind. They're taking the money and what are they using it for? To build a parking ramp. Right. So how's that any different than me paying a second penny and using the money to build a road? It's not. A user fee is just, and same with the water fee, that's, that's a tax. I agree with you on tax and uh, sewer, sure. Yeah. But I don't agree with you on the parking ramp. Two things. Like I said, a lot of people right. don't agree with my argument on that. That's okay. That's fine. That's but okay. that's how I look at but it. I want it to is you, taxpayer money. I'm going to tell you what I think, and you don't have to agree with me. And that is that two things. One, the parking ramp will supply parking spaces that are needed to further development downtown because it's not just people driving up needing to go to right. Zambro's. It's, it's business development. Mm-hmm. Spaces for people to park and go. Like I said, I support the parking ramp 100%. I know you do. So there's that part of it. But also the hotel will be bringing in people that will park there who will supply money to the bond to pay it off that don't have anything to do with Sioux Falls. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think that that's also, so it gets, the numbers can get kind of squishy. And (laughs) there, you know, I said to someone, if it would have been a little bit over that 25,000, like 27,000 or even 30,000, I would have said, that's okay. You know, it usually costs more when government builds something. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but double, mm, that's not squishy anymore. That's kind of, I, I, I told the council we're getting hosed, is what I said. Do you think that, so the council has to approve this? Yes. Um, do they, they have, have the, the votes. Do they have the time? Oh, yeah, I think it'll pass. But do they have the timeline to do it? Or do you know what the I timeline is? I thought first is? reading was either next week or in two weeks. But I do remember them saying there's three weeks. Okay. So, so soon. Oh, yeah. And within three weeks, there'll be the second reading. Will we have a better idea, uh, a better breakdown on those numbers by the time they vote? Well, they've been asking a lot of questions about that. that. I'm glad you brought that up, too. That's the other thing. Legacy development, the developer that's handling this project, doesn't have a hotel tenant. Well, they say it's going to be announced later. It will be a main wouldn't name. You have, I don't I know mean, what that means. Wouldn't I'm you sure have announced made, that when you came to the council well, and I, said, I'm look at this big, beautiful hotel? No, I'm certain they have made inquiries. Well, I don't think they, I think they probably have people interested, but until the council kind of puts their stamp right. of approval they're not going to say it, yes. They're not going to say yes. So I kind of agree with Teresa that the investors should, the major investors should be handed over before they approve this. We should know who those are. We should know who the hotel tenant is. We Why should, should we know? Because I don't think we should know who the hotel tenant is because hotels can change. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It could be a Hilton and a, a, a Weston and a, a, a 
something else. You know what I mean? That happens. So at some measure, who the hotel is doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't Not matter. Not all hotel chains have good reputations, Pat. Well, I understand that. <laughs> I mean, there's we're not going to name really. any hotel yeah. chains here, but yeah. we believe that it's going to be something that's reputable. Or otherwise, that's just a bad business model. Do you do you see any similarities in this project to a project that was proposed by Legacy a few years ago over next to Wells Fargo Bank? It's almost identical. Could be. And they deal, basically took that project and moved it. Deals fall through, though. I mean, that's, you know, and the deal that was there before, I mean, the thing is, we wouldn't be having this discussion if the previous deal on that spot hadn't fallen through, fallen through the banks or whatever it was called, right? Uh, yeah, and there's a couple reasons why that fell through. Yeah, and that aren't important, that, but, but deals but fall through. that's another thing, too. Originally, when this parking ramp was proposed, it was going to be the $10 million price tag that, I, that's like, that I've been talking about what it should be. Okay. And well, it jumped to 20. How does, how does yeah. that happen within a year period of time? Well, the whole deal changed. <laughs> the whole deal changed. Well, we, yeah, it did. Didn't and it? I, I, you know, I think it's legitimate to see the numbers. I think that, mm-hmm. that before the council votes, they should have a good firm handle on what money's being used for what and what the split is private. I, I agree with and that. And who was on the RFP committee to, to decide this? Because there's this been one some, don't, didn't have an RFP, it yes, was an it RFQ. Well, Q. it had a committee. We do know Erickson was the counselor on it. We do know that for a fact because she has said that publicly. Okay. Good for her. Yep. Um, but there's a lot of people asking the question, who's investing in this project and are they do they have ties to this committee? Well, that's a, I think that's a legitimate question. Oh, that's, a, that's what I'm saying back yep. to what Teresa says. Yep, because there we is really a, need to know. If it's a public-private partnership, mm-hmm. there needs to be an extra level of transparency. Now, do we need to know every little detail? No. No, but we need to know who they are. I yeah, would agree with that. Yeah. Because it could be, uh, you know, well, I won't even say. Yeah, and um, I, and I, and I, well, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I know exactly who you're thinking right. about. <laughs> and I'm not going to say anything I'm not either. That. But, but uh, um, the, yep, we're talking with Scott Arisman, yeah. local blog, before I get too carried away. <laughs> local blogger and City Hall Watcher. Yeah. And you can ask Scott a question if you want to call 338-KSOO, just like uh, cameraman Bruce did. Mm-hmm. That was fun. And then and, one more one more thing on this. Right. Before, let's not beat it to death. Well, why and not? I'll be, and I'll be very careful how I say this. Please. A, a lot of people say that, you know, Legacy was the developer on the, the Copper Lounge. Right. And that's, that's okay. not fair. That's not fair. I know. But there is a difference here uh, with this, too. Um, when developers develop a project, they hire a contractor. Mm-hmm. That's common practice. Mm-hmm. The city hired, I think, Gil Hogan or Sioux Falls mm-hmm. Construction or whatever to build the pool and the, and the administration. Right, building. that's normal. That's normal. But what a lot of people don't understand is Holgrant, Aaron Holgrant, was partners with Legacy. That's a whole different kind that of was thing. The it's a development company owning a construction company. But That and, is different. And I don't have... I can't do this as well as Greg Neitzert can. Yeah. But he he mounted a council person. Greg Neitzert uh, is very um, fluent in this particular mm-hmm. topic uh, and has posted all the relevant documents. And he claims that it's it's just not fair to equate the two. Well, no. The construction company was at fault. They're the ones that got fined by OSHA mm-hmm. and that still is not closed because they're fighting the fines obviously right it takes a long time it takes a long time it'll take years but probably. legacy is not being held responsible for 
what happened on that site. Well, they weren't the construction right. company. They were just the But what I'm company. saying is Holcrent and Legacy were business partners. Sure. That, but I think everybody knows that, right? No, I don't think everybody okay. does. Right. I think people are assuming, like you're saying, what Greg, Greg is saying. It is, wasn't Legacy. It wasn't like Legacy hired an outside contractor. Holcrent right. Construction was Legacy's contractor. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> I got it. That's what I'm saying. We're going to come back, and uh, right after this message, we're going to hit a whole bunch of other city topics. Although this one is fascinating. It's a, it's a big dang deal down there. It is going to be the tallest building in South Dakota, which is kind of funny. Well, there's yeah, there's questions about that. Is that what the airport? What the, what does the airport? Uh, we were talking about the airport, the parking ramp. What does the airport say about that? What is the airport? What is the National Guard? It's base still say about down that? below other building. It's just because the ground is lower. Yeah. we'll talk about that. Yeah, this is the Patrick Lally Show on Information One Thousand KSOO. Four forty nine on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. That one is particularly for our guest Scott Erisman, "Bad Moon Rising" by Creedence Clearwater Revival, because he always sees a bad moon rising, no matter where he looks. I'm a cynic. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. That's why we have you on the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, so let's move on topics. Um, the the latest thing with the event center is we aren't going to find out two things. We don't get to know who's the bidders are f- to do this evaluation. Right. Is that, is that correct? Nope. That's right. And that's a bad thing, isn't it? Oh, mm-hmm. But that's normal. That's just what they do. But you would think that they I would... was surprised. They found someone to tell you the truth. Have they found someone? Did I miss this? They found someone. Do we know who it is? Well, what I'm saying is they got bidders. Oh, they have bidders. So, yeah, so that, yes. that means they're going to find somebody. Right. I'm surprised. I didn't think they'd have anybody bid on it. Why is that? It's money, man. It's money, but are you going to want to go and critique the work of one of the biggest event center builder, one of the biggest construction builders in the country? It's government money. Good money. You get paid money. <laughs> sure you are. So there's four bidders, right? We know that. I, I think so, yeah. And when do we find out who it is? I don't think they'll tell us until after the report's done. Oh, really? Or maybe they'll tell us once they've been picked to do the work. Don't they have to do it I when they know. actually award the contract? I think they maybe do. I think yeah. then we'll find out. Yeah, and I then, then check. I don't know anymore. The rules change down there all the time. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> when it, it comes to transparency, it's just wherever the way the wind is blowing that day. And it shouldn't take that long to do that, right? No. Yeah. I, I think an experienced crew could come in and do that in three days. Um, part of the problem, though, is this is a really poor time to do it. It's a bad time of the year. Because of yeah. the, you can't really test the moisture and the heat variances behind that. that in, they should be able November. to see if there's anything back there. They, yeah, you might, you're going to be able to find mold, sure. But are you gonna, you're not going to know about, uh, there's no, it's been very dry. You're not going to know about any moisture, really. They I mean, just throw buckets of water damage. on it. You know what I mean? They just say, <laughs> just hose it down and see what happens. <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's not that hard. It's going to freeze on the outside and what's going to happen. I should have put in a bid. Yeah. That's what should have happened. I, I know who the two counselors are. They're sitting on the committee. Yeah. There's two of them. That's, yeah. that's new. 
isn't it? No, they said there was going to be two. Oh, okay. I, and it's funny. I used the process of elimination to figure it out. And did you just go up to him and say, hey, you're on this No, I just kind of did. I asked around and. Figured it out. <laughs> figured it out. I don't think that counselors should be on those committees. I've said that. That, that seems like a bad idea. You know, I, I, I disagree with uh, Teresa Staley and you to a certain extent that the process needs to be opened up to, I don't know, to the degree to which you want to open it up. But I understand that there's a level of anonymity that needs to be involved to keep people from lobbying. Let me compare it to something that I used to be involved with, which I don't do much anymore. Jury dart shows. Mm -hmm. You know who the jury is before you enter the show. It's in the brochure when they say, come into our show. This is the juror. This is the professor from such and such. I understand the, that. But and, that's and, not and the I, same as no, millions is. of and, dollars. And, that, and I'm saying with the RFP, um, it should be. This is the committee. And I, I kind of agree with you a little bit with not having counselors on there because um, it puts them in a position. Yeah, that's what I'm saying mm-hmm. is it can be a, a closed system the the evaluation system I don't, that doesn't bother me, but the fact that the counselors are on there just creates the potential for bad situations, you know. But they should be able to see all the information that the RFP committee sees. I think the counselors should. Yeah. Well, and maybe they can have a brief session. That's they, fine. They should be able to if they want to have. If they want to see it. If they want to see it, they should be able to do it in executive session. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because who's more uh, pliable than a politician? Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that just puts them in a bad position that, that is not, I, I think it's bad. And I think they need to quit. It, that a practice. great example of this and quickly is, you know, you have paramedics plus who was pitched, uh, was picked by a consultant called Fitch and whatever the heck they're called Fitch and something. Um, Fitch does business with paramedics plus yeah. across the country. Yeah. That that's a conflict, and well, that's a and if a if the counselors would have been let in and shown all the proposals, executive session, and then they could have came back and said, okay, paramedics plus is yeah, is the best. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, that's a that's a good example right there. Uh, you, know, I just don't think that. I think ambulance service is like fire service. It should be part of the fire department. It's a public. Agree with you 100%. I've said that over and over and over again. And the funny part about it is we would, we'd be making money from it actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, Scott, thanks for coming in today. Yeah, no problem. We hit all kinds of stuff, but we didn't, we didn't even get to some of the good stuff. So you'll have to come back. Hey, I got to talk about what I wanted to. So that's good. This is the Patrick Lally show on information. 1000 KSOO.